It is said so often, the famous quote from Jim Rohn, that says you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And I've heard that for years and there's still never been a time that I've doubted it because we become who we hang around with. If the people you choose to spend time with don't have big visions, if they aren't helpful or generous, if they complain and moan and blame others, no matter how much you want, you're gonna have a hard time not being like them. Because if you aren't like them, you will not feel connected and they will not let you feel connected. And if you look back in your past, you'll probably notice this more than you realize. I remember meeting a girl one time, I was probably 16 years old, and I was in a long phase of being in and causing a lot of trouble. Well, when you're in that spot, when you're that type of person, the ones that are doing well usually don't want to be around you. So the people I hung around with were doing the same stuff that I was doing. And often we fed off of each other. And then we'd do things together, we'd go places, we'd meet other people, and we'd attract the ones that were like us, and we'd very quickly repel the ones that weren't. So over time, without even realizing it, it becomes very clear who your circle of friends is. So we all went to this concert, I met this girl, I got her number, I was a little bit nervous, and I called her one afternoon. And she was very confident, a little bit standoffish, I guess is the best word, even though apparently there was some type of a connection. So I called her and I was a little bit off guard for the entire conversation. So I'm not sure about you, but when I was that age, in those conversations, I didn't feel like I knew much about anything, but I tried to act like I knew what was going on. So we had this conversation, it can't be more than five minutes, and it's not really going anywhere. I don't get the impression that she's really excited to talk to me. I'm trying to decide if I even want to talk to her, yet I'm I'm doing my best to try to keep the conversation going. So I asked what I thought was a pretty harmless question because it was the beginning of the summer and I asked if she had any plans for the summer. And she said rather abruptly, she said, I don't have any plans. Are you one of those people that makes plans? And I retreated, I was like, no, of course not. No, I don't make any plans because I'm trying in some way to be cool because I don't want to sound like one of those nerds that makes plans. But as you might imagine, it was the last phone call that we've ever had. Neither of us was impressed with the other and life went on. But for some odd reason, I remember that conversation because the gut feeling that I had inside was negativity. Now I've done my share of bringing that negativity into the world of my youth, there's no doubt about that. But when it's somebody you just meet and it's so obvious, it was a sure sign that even if there was physical attraction at that age, it was a bad road to go down. And we didn't have social media back then, thankfully. And I don't remember a name, I don't remember anything about this girl except for that one conversation. But it's different now because we have social media. Facebook came along for those that don't remember or weren't around yet. It was a weird situation in what, 2007, 2008, when everybody started getting on and connecting with old friends. People we went to high school with that we never thought we'd hear from ever again, all of a sudden we're friends with them online apparently, friends, and we could see their life or we could see the life that they put on there and things haven't been the same since because if we allow it it fills our news feeds we literally will scroll and read stories and see pictures of people we never wanted to hang around with even in school and we're being emotionally drawn to it while often ignoring the people that we do love and want to be around i don't think as a culture we spend enough time thinking about that so you bring on that politics which what a year we just had and the divisiveness and the negativity that came out of that from all sides it's made for a sour existence for a lot of people online now the catch 22 is we know there's a lot of benefits that can come from it friendship wise connection even business but how do you balance that so we were talking about this in one of our mastermind calls and there was a collective feeling of overwhelm and exhaustion 
from social media. And then Courtney Wisely, she kind of laughed and she said, I don't know who you guys are friends with, but I don't get any of that stuff in my feed. And we're like, really? Maybe your friends are just funnier and less political than ours. And she said, maybe, but I also unfollow everybody that brings any feeling of negativity to my life. She said it so nonchalantly. And we've known about the unfollow button. All of us have probably used the unfollow button, but maybe we've been too hesitant to press the unfollow button. Because as she said that, we all kind of realized that we're letting way too many people with their negative feelings and negative emotions get into our world. We are quite literally allowing that into our homes. Now, they're not physically here, but it's as close as possible because they're on our computers and they're on our phones, and often our kids will see it or maybe even hear it. And how many times have you went to social and saw something negative or vitriolic or overtly political that you don't want to see come through your feed from somebody you haven't spoken to in a year or five years or longer? So you don't even really know this person. You might not even like this person, and you're allowing their negativity to be broadcast into your home and affect your feelings and emotions together. Get you thinking about things that you shouldn't be thinking about because you've got other things that are more important like your family and your friends and your career yet collectively we didn't go far enough to unfollow those people that bring negativity into our life now i'm not saying hide anybody that has political differences than you that's not what i'm saying that's dangerous as well because i know people that will only hear from the side that they believe in and it only reinforces what they think and hint hint they might not be right but negativity is different and courtney's advice was so spot on. So that same day I started doing what she suggested. And I can tell you it's made me happier. And in some ways it's made me go to my phone or social just a little bit less because maybe I was kind of addicted to the drama a little bit. Just maybe. But now they're probably still posting this stuff. They're probably riling up other people. It's just not me. And what it's done is allowed me to show up better in my life. It's allowed me to be a better husband, a better dad. And it's allowed me to focus my attention on them as well as my clients and the content that I create. I can tell you I'm doing better work since then because subconsciously that stuff seeps into our minds and before we know it it's affected the way that we live so thank you courtney for that wonderful piece of wisdom about unfollowing the negativity and i will continue to do so until i'm at a point like her where my feed makes me smile and it makes me happy and it makes me learn but it doesn't make me negative it doesn't make me sad and it doesn't make me combative so i can't get to that unfollow button quick enough because i want to get there as soon as i possibly can and i will be back with you tomorrow